welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books that have, of course, been discarded, disowned, and disavowed by Mama Disney. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. And this week, we're going to talk about Legacy of the Force Betrayal, chapters 13 through 16. But first, bum bum bum, previously on Forever Canon. Team Perella and GA Fleet immediately fail their missions. Team Minoc walk into a trap. Team Womprat is under attack. Han and Leia are flying and filming. And wait, what? Wedge? But this week, let's start with Chapter 13. We open up on Centerpoint Station. Jason, looking over his shoulder at a hallway of downed guards. Big surprise. I hear this guy's pretty strong. Yeah, and apparently not just in the force, but also with saber he's skills. Just, you know, he's he's very athletic. He's strong. Standing in front of the heavy, heavy metal door that Sal Solo recently escaped through. He feels danger and malice in the force through the door. I think that's pretty handy. That's got yeah. That's got to be good. You can just, you know, feel through a doorway and know if it's good news or bad news. Yeah. Uh, who who wouldn't want that power? Just in regular any really any, the, any regular life. Regular. Like, mm, is it gonna be bad news if I go into this shady gas station at two o'clock in the morning? Mm, let me Walk feel, down this let back me alley. feel as I'm driving down the road. That'd be great. Spidey senses tingling. Spidey senses. Yeah, that is exactly what how yeah. how the danger sense in the force pretty much works. I mean, it's the same thing. I don't know if they get goosebumps or whatever, but. <laughs> the arms on. Yeah, the they arms. might. I think the what they do arm. is they can they sense um, like malicious intent. Yeah, you can feel feelings. I mean, they if you're Jason, you can probably just look in the future. Wait a second. Well, Even did, did you just get a glimpse into the future about touching the keypad for the door? Big boom. Yeah. Again, probably nice. That's nice. See right away. We're seeing this power paying off. If Thank I God. do this or say this, this will happen. Okay, I shouldn't go that way. Yeah. And then I thought this was genius. I didn't think of this. I'm not a Jedi. so. But he he just backs up across the hallway and he presses the button. Essentially force pushes yeah, it. Yeah, he just presses the button with the force and blows up the door anyways from across the hallway. I just thought that was just genius. Like, I know. At first it's like, clever, right? well, if I open this, something bad will happen. So he starts going the other way. Yeah. And then he and stops like, and turns oh, around. You're like, what's he yeah. doing? And he's just like. Uh, force push. Yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, I, no, I'm, I live in this world. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just reading about this world. And yeah. that's like, that's the kind of stuff that sells it, man. Like when you get surprised by a simple decision that you just didn't think of, you overlook. That's nice. You know? Yeah. That, that's a good feeling when you're reading. It's, uh, it, it's just, it's wild. He backs up, he presses the button, the explosion rocks the corridor. And then what does he do? He just runs right through the doorway and we get to see analytical Jason. Yes. Corridor. Broad. Dark. Left. Away from the areas of the station he wanted to reach. Open. Right. In the distance. A line of Corsac agents. 20 or more in a well-dressed pair of lines. Like, details, details, details. He, he literally jumps into the room and he's like, mm, Analyze! And see it all. Like, and... this guy is a super soldier. Like, this yeah. is Captain America with the force and a lightsaber. Well, there's like three paragraphs describing what this, what's in this hallway. And then yeah, it says, yeah. and uh, as Jasen emerged into uh. the hallway, this is what happens. Yeah. So they're reacting, but after three paragraphs of him observing the whole hallway and yeah. everything he's seeing, it's insane. And what happens? He's attacked by probots. These ones are bronze, not black like the old Imperial droids you might remember from The Empire Strikes Back. 
Han and Chewie, pow, pow, pow. They blow that little thing up on Hoth. Snow planet. Are you noobs? Don't worry. Catch up. It's fine. We're here. Catch we'll, up. We'll walk you through it. <laughs> That's right. We'll take you through. Like I said, don't forget, spoilers for the movies. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen Empire Strikes Back by now, you know what? That's on you. Pause this. Come back. Just enjoy yeah. it. It's great. That's the best one. In uh, my opinion, out of all eight, that's the best one. Yeah. Let's okay. Sidebar. What's your favorite, Kevin? Um, Empire Strikes Back is up there because I've seen it like a million times. But also, I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this. Last Jedi. It's up there. It's good. I like it, but there's a lot of things I didn't like about it. There's a lot of elements of, in it that very closely mirror Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I liked that they went a very different direction with it. I, I was See, like, I didn't. I, I was, liked J.J. Abrams better. Yeah, he was good. I liked it. But I didn't like how they handled Snoke. It just, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're building him up. We're building him but up. But that's how Ryan Johnson. And so. now he's gone. That's how he handled yeah. so many things that J.J. But, Abrams set up. He was like, yeah, I don't like that garbage. Yeah, I don't like that. We're not doing that. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, Finn is going to be in love with Rose instead or like whatever. Like, yeah. See, most of that stuff I don't mind. He just subverted everything that I J. absolutely J. love the, the character that they built for Luke Skywalker. Hell yes. Yeah. Brilliant. They got a lot right. That's what I mean. I still like it. Yeah. But like. I have to criticize it because I love this so much. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, we're all huge fans. Like, definitely still we're gonna like the nitpick movie. a little yeah. bit. Here's, here's a guy who, the <clears throat> weight of the world, like his nephew, just straight up murdered like half his class, corrupted the rest, literally burned down his school. Kylo Ren, we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, and now he's just like he's he's had enough. He has to walk away. Yeah, it's the way the way that it all resolved too at the end was like genius. Yeah, he just force projects himself there, and like if you're paying attention, you see like his feet doesn't kick his. Wow, I can't talk, but his feet do not kick up any of the salt when yeah. he's moving around. Yeah. Like yeah. he looks younger, like he did probably when Kylo was younger. Like compared to the way he looks in the rest of the movie, his hair's not as gray, his beard is shorter. He looks like he cleaned himself up and came to that planet, but really. It's a past projection of himself. Yeah. To match what Kylo would be most affected by. Whatever. We're not here to break that down. <laughs> Anyways. That's a whole new podcast. Anyways. Sidebar complete. <laughs> Cut to Ben being distracted by the distant explosion somewhere beneath him. He crashes straight into a guard. If you remember where we left off, Ben is being Luke. a child and sneaking around. He's acting his age. Yeah, he's 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 trying to use his age as a cover identity. Yeah, I'm not a Jedi. I'm pretty, a child. Pretty smart for someone who's only 13 on a super secret, like search and destroy mission. Definitely. And then, and what does he do? He does that right away. He just works his whiny kid move. Smooth. Done. Boom. Crashes into the guard, and he's like, "I don't know where I am. I have to find my dad." And in the dark, the guard's like, "Nope." And he oh. just runs right past him, and then he feels out with the force. Hmm, is he going to shoot me? Nope, I'm going to keep running. I mean, sooner or later in Star Wars, the whiny kid routine's going to work. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really true. work for Anakin. Well, but... yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> Luke wanted to go to the Academy. <laughs> these, these, you know what? These Skywalkers, whiny. What a lot a of people bit. don't realize is the Academy that Luke wanted to go to was an Imperial Academy. Yeah, it was the yeah. Imperial Academy. Yeah, because yeah. that's what's on Tatooine, yeah. No, it's not on. I don't think it was on Tatooine. Oh, either but way, he, he wanted I mean, to go to a. What, to I, a, what I meant was the yeah. Empire is. Like yeah, yeah. He was going to join the Empire, learn to become a pilot, and then defect. Yeah, that was his whole plan. That's a lot of people's plan. Same thing yeah. with Han Solo. In case you haven't seen that 
god awful movie. He just becomes an imperial pilot to you know a means to an end. And yeah. he says, "I'll get out of this when I'm done." Kevin's making me a face at me about the solo movie. Raise our cups to a horrible movie. Yep, I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> email us at forevercanonpodcast at gmail if you disagree. Or agree. Don't email me if you disagree. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> who am I who am I kidding? Then, after having smashed in the guard, tricks him, he has a thought about reflecting on the greater good. It was a small wrongdoing to prevent a bigger one. He's talking about he has a, re- a realization about this guard just let me go and didn't kill me so that I, c- I can go do my mission that's probably going to get this guy killed. And he, ha- he, he, he has a reflection on the greater good. It was a small wrongdoing to prevent a bigger one. It was all in the interest of the greater good, the needs of the many. Ben had heard these words hundreds of times, mostly from Jason. And finally, he began to have a sense of what they meant. And then continuing on, still deep down, he remembered his father once saying, so let's look at the contrast in advice, right? There are times when the end justifies the means. But when you build an argument based on a whole series of such times, you may find that you've constructed an entire philosophy of evil. So we get a contrast of Jason saying, being younger, having more black and white view, saying the greater good, even if you're doing the small wrong, you have to do it to prevent the greater evil. You have to serve the greater good no matter what. And then there's Luke saying, more experienced, older, hey, watch out for that. Yeah, sometimes you hey, have what? to not. Do it's okay. It's very easy here, to trick yourself when a you're smart. There, yeah, you know, but it's, not all the time. It's so it's so easy to convince yourself you're right when you're a smart person. Well, and that's and because Luke has experience doing that, like with when he blows up the Death Star. How many people did he kill? Uh, millions. Yep. But it that's would destroy yeah. destruction. Trillions of people were at risk. Yeah. Yeah. And so he has but, experience making exactly, those decisions. Right? You, you weigh the small wrongdoing against the larger one. and uh, That's the first time I've actually thought about that. I thought, ah, blew up Death Star. Ah, I never actually well, thought about the people that might be inside. Right. What's and he probably didn't is... until after either. Yeah. Well, like, oh, wait, that's full of hundreds of thousands of people. Whoops. The first Death Star, <laughs> I think, had about three. I think it was uh, calculated to be about three million, mostly military mostly personnel yeah, and, and workers and their families well, that was the second one construction. the second one was a much bigger death star still under construction so that yeah. was like contractors and subcontractors yeah. guys who might not even work for the empire directly all the time yeah definitely because it was still being built so yeah. how, how's that that's a good way to oust the government also blow up 10 million of their followers also, not just <laughs> yeah. that um that's a lot of money and resources yeah, tied into yeah, just exact. two two yeah. things yeah. that would cripple pretty close to any yeah. government all, all just your money losing those two all, things and, and like yeah ooh, that's brutal yeah. yeah no wonder why it was a it was a slow decline for the empire after that as not, huge and awesome as the death stars would have been if they both been completed and been able to be used yeah they much would have they would have been way better off just building a bunch of super star destroyers sounds like it i mean cheaper quicker but that's you know the whole thing is the show of force and it's yeah i mean we'll get into that here in a little bit anyways but now we cut back to jason jason of course destroys the two probots no problem bing bang boom then he hears thraken say open fire this guy is a dumbass bond villain explain this to me 
pretty sure Jason said there's like a dozen, two dozen guards yeah, tw- with, with yeah, rifles like in the room. Two dozen. And he waits until the droids fail to kill Jason to open fire. Are you a Bond villain or are you trying to get a job done here? Yeah. That's, that is ridiculous. Why wasn't everybody shooting at him at the same time? I think they're just trying to avoid... Well, what should have happened is... They're in a hallway. I would I would love to hear you defend this right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not defending him. I'm saying what he should have done is have the droids, like, on the other side of the doorway that just sent came in. So they're shooting at him from the one side. Mm-hmm. And the dozen uh, human guards or whatever they are shooting at him from the other side. So he's he can't just turn his... Like, yeah, but the other guards the aren't end. shooting at him. I know. That's and they're all coming from one direction. Yeah, but here's here's my here's my, here's my argument. You bring 30 guns to a fight and you use two of them. Yeah. And then when those two fail, you use the rest. No, no that's no. dumb. You just use them all right away. Yeah. yeah but, but you flank them too. You get the droids shooting <laughs> yeah. at the one time okay, from but, the left. But guess what? Humans guess shooting what? at the same time from the right. They're doing it wrong. Yeah, they are. And so... Either way, they're I mean, wrong. Like, for real, like, well, aren't, la- laser swords and magic powers are one thing, but poor tactics ruins aren't, my Aren't Corellians known for being hot-headed and arrogant? I guess. And especially yeah. this guy. So maybe that is... A reflection of his personality and his choice of tactics. He's maybe trying to goad Jason for some reason, or just a confident, cocky man, as we see everybody to be in these in this book so far. Very confident in yeah, themselves. Well, yeah, because in the last last chapters, he says, ah, "I have everything prepared, even for a Jedi." Yeah, like he's... and he was expecting a Jedi of someone of like Luke Luke's yeah, caliber. Well, that's a, we'll and get he sees to Jason as like a step down. And yes, I did just say Jason. Oh my god! Yeah, you did. It's working. We're brainwashing him. That's the whole reason for doing this podcast. That's it. Mission accomplished. We're done. Over. Stop. And, and done. No, we'll never stop. But I just, you know, I thought that was ridiculous. I don't know. It stuck out to me for some reason. But hey, that's a good point. As a reflection of his personality, I like that. It's a good reading of that. That was that wasn't even just a reading. I just I, that just came to me right now. But but to serve the point even more, as soon as they all start firing, Jason gets grazed by a few blaster bolts. Yeah. Yeah, he pulls the ceiling down to make a shield in between him and all the guards that are firing at him. Yeah, pretty strong. Pretty strong in the forest. Don't yeah. worry about it. And then he hears ching chim chom chim chim chom chim. His sink, whatever, his, his dad pad goes off. Ben reports target in sight, which means Ben is getting to the control room. I find this little bit of the part of the book kind of jumps around a bit. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, it's been vignettes for the last eight chapters. Not even that. Not that. We're with Jasen, and he gets a signal from Ben saying he's there. Yeah. In a minute, we're going to cut back to Ben, yeah. and he's not there yet. Well, but that's what he's saying. Target, maybe target. Target in sight. He's like, I got there first. You, well, I don't know what the reason for it is, but Jason immediately... Switches his mentality, and he's yeah. like, okay, I'm a decoy now. I'm a distraction. Yeah. I have to just buy time for Ben to complete the mission. And he uh, peeks out from behind his little ceiling shield, and he starts reaching out with the force into the rifles and blowing up their battery packs. <laughs> is there anything that this guy can't do? Like, not only is he capable of it, he has all the ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Because not a dumb guy. You know, like, he... And they talk about that, right? His alternative philosophy in the Force. Like, he has studied so many different things in the Force. Yeah, because he's gone... Like, he took, like... What was it? Like, 10 years? Where he just disappeared? He just, he just goes around the galaxy to all these different societies that have, yeah. like, their own distinct developments of Force powers. And he's like, 
teach me. Yeah. And they all teach him these interesting little one-off that gets little kind, force powers. That gets it's kind nuts. of told about a little bit in the next series of books where Luke and Ben end up uh, trying to retrace Jason's steps during that time to find out to find the information that he had because whatever I don't know. I don't remember specifically, but force it was and cool, stuff like that. Dude. Yeah, because he can do a lot of things that most Jedi can't do, and we'll get to that yeah, also. We'll later. learn about all those later. Like, like we said, he's smart, he's strong, he's fast, he's force, whatever. He's good at it. The guards start dropping, and Thracken retreats again. Cut back to Ben. He comes up to the guarded control room. There's a lady guard, a man guard, and a robot guard. They walk into a bar. Just kidding. They're standing outside a door. Plays scared kid again. While mentally trying to prioritize which order to take these people out in. Jason has taught him well. Like, he steps up to the scenario and he turns on his analyzer brain immediately. Just like Jason. Yeah, turns on so the proud. tactician. It's a proud papa moment right there. And it, you know, it, geez, when it's time to execute his plan, I thought this was interesting. He said it, it feels like time slows down. And I was like, is this... Like a regular, like adrenaline time dilation, or is this also force fueled? I would say probably both. Probably both, because is, maybe that's a a description of you, you know you see the Jedi run at a faster pace than anybody in the world. Like when Qui Gon and Obi Wan rip off down that yeah. hallway in Episode One, they're like zoom, 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 they're a blur. Yeah. So maybe that's what that looks like to the guards. Yeah. But to yeah. him, he's like, ooh, everything's moving slow. He's like, this automatic door that usually goes up in a heartbeat? He's like, wow, it just went up one meter in a second. Like, what? And but it, he seems he does seem a little surprised by it, though. Yeah. So, Probably because he hasn't had a lot of actual confrontation yeah. so far. It's he, he's, he's in training. This is his first real mission. And, yeah, and he's gets, killing it. And he's and as he's doing all this and he's analyzing the situation, he seems to push past that discomfort that he had a little bit. Yeah. Because he's viewing the guards as objects, as objects blocking from blocking him from his objective. Yeah. And that's that's that Jason brain. Yeah. Where, where he he turns off his emotions, and he just starts using his logic to figure out how to complete a task. It's creepy coming from a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. From a thirty-year-old jumping through the exploded door, it's still like jarring when all of a sudden the 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 writing it, it changes it's it's broken up like one word period two words period word period yeah. two words comma three words comma period like yeah everything was so like staccato in that in that verse not a verse paragraph that it i don't it, it was jarring that way and ben turns on the same part of his brain here and uh well he does <laughs> he executes plan takes out the bot Bam, jumps up, lightsaber, in your shield generator. Rolls between the guards and into the room while destroying the door control at the same time with his lightsaber. Oh, he's pretty good too. Yep, not <laughs> Turn, bad. Turns out he's got a good teacher. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. he's got some pretty good power of his own. As for a 13-year-old on your first run, some good moves. He jams the door. He turns on the lights to see the control room. Where the main control table was supposed to be rested something else entirely. It was a mound of machinery as big as half a dozen huts engaged in a no-rules wrestling match. Roughly human-shaped, it had a desk-sized head that looked like a sensor node whose surface was thickly crusted with antenna, light monitors, and holocam lenses. Its torso was made up of mismatched modules each at least as big as the head, 
connected with durasteel cables and light-bearing transparasteel fibers. Dangling torso units surrounded, perhaps incorporated, the control board Ben needed to access. The machine's arms seemed to be the heavy-duty cylindrical limbs from a record droid and ended in the same clumsy, destructive manipulator hands. Instead of legs, it had a thick bottom plate whose skirted edges probably concealed repulsor lift machinery. All of these components were of different colors. Some black, some silver, some industrial green. So, he walks in the room, he turns on the lights, and he sees a giant junk pile mismatch rebuilt robot. Giant. Weird. Yeah, it's like something you would see in like... Almost like a really old sci-fi movie, like a, just a pile of junk. It reminds me corner. of like Wally. Someone built like a, a little bit. big, like a big sad mm-hmm. robot. Someone builds like a Pacific Rim Jagger, <laughs> Jagger or whatever, in their garage. I guess eh? out yeah. of spare parts. Since so it's mean, four meters tall. Right. So twelve foot, twelve, thirteen foot tall, giant mismatched hunk of metal. Yep. That giant machine says, "Who are you?" "I'm Ben Skywalker," the boy said. He didn't add. I'm here to destroy this whole installation. Wonderful, the droid said. I'm so happy to meet you. I'm Anakin Solo. What? 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 Wild, man. Yeah. They didn't know what to expect when they got there. They were running simulations and thought they were coming just to a computer panel to jack a little jacked up card into it. Wrong. It's a 12 foot tall living robot, which... Granted, giant robots living room, probably not uncommon in Star Wars at all. But it tells you, I'm your dead cousin, who yeah. you've never met before. And in this paragraph four, who uh, synthesized tones strikingly reminiscent of Jason. Right, yeah. I, I like, missed that, but I, I like that little detail there. That was a good one. So not only did they, it, they thought they were using biometric data. That's how they programmed that droid, but it it's in a manifestation that you were not expecting no yeah no that's a, that's a that's a bit shocking yeah you you know you thought it was just tied to a lock like it, they just used his genes for a lock but they made the lock a living thing a thinking thing pretty yeah. messed up pretty i feel pretty they probably could have gone the simpler way of just done like a biometric bypass but i'm guessing this is like <laughs> thracking just well, Fully like, what if we made a per? Like we'll a robot? we'll uh, we'll we'll get into more of the robot describing itself, <laughs> uh, but it's that that's that's wild. Yeah. What a what a crazy idea. Chapter fourteen, Coronet. Jane and Team Perella arrive at Bahara Spaceport, and they're a commandeered speeder. In case you don't remember, Than was texting and driving, or uh, well, maybe he was just making a call and driving. Should have been arrested. Hmm. Should have been arrested for many things that day. But they we know he wasn't using a hands-free Bluetooth device. <laughs> yes, no. and, and telephones are wired in Star Wars. It does not exist. Except for your unless you're Han Solo making a long distance call. I bet you they don't got wires all, all the way out there. Space Skype? Space yeah. Skype. I like it. <laughs> Space Skype. Anyways, they arrive at the spaceport in their speeder. So does Team Tauntaun. And we get finally a description. Of Tahiri Vela. Blonde haired and green eyed, a few standard years younger than Jaina, she was dressed in a utility worker's gray jumpsuit. That's it. Blonde hair, green eyes, 
And I think this is Jaina's description of her, not taking very much note of her, yeah. right? Like just bing, bang, note, note, two things. She's blonde. She's got green eyes. Slightly before that, there's one part I liked, and I'm pretty mm. sure it's um, between Jaina and Than. I don't know much about Than at yeah. this point, but I like him <laughs> Me too, a yeah. lot just based off of this one thing. They're talking about uh, how uh, Tahiri called in saying she's going to meet them there in a minute. And Than says, I think there's something she's not telling us. Jaina says, like what? He goes, I'm not sure. She wouldn't tell me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I like that too. Funny. I don't know. It depends on the delivery. Yeah, yeah. on the tone, right? <laughs> is he sassy? Is oh, he deadpanning it? I, I gave know. my own delivery on that one. I thought he was. Uh, I thought maybe. I don't know. Some, but I did like that one too. Yeah. Some full sarcasm on that so, one. So, so finally, Team Tauntaun shows up in the story, and we get to hear about their mission. They were trying to kidnap Thrak and Sal Solo from his mansion. I think we did hear that earlier. They were ambushed. They kidnapped a protocol droid, so that Tu, Tio. Could, to you. I think to you. To you could hide out in the mansion. So they left one of their Jedi behind and they kidnapped a protocol droid and put a robe on it as a decoy. They made it look like it was uh, so they don't one of the Jedi got killed and they're carrying it right. out. So three Jedi come yeah. in. You don't want to come in with three. Three Jedi go out. Exactly. So. Smart, smart, smart. Yeah. These Jedi are smart. Jaina. About this part, um, because they left the guy, they left the person behind. Uh, Jason's or uh, Jaina's not happy. Yeah. Even though it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, which to me that shows a contrast between her and Jason at yeah. this point. She wants to bring everyone. Don't leave yeah. anyone. She's emotional. Her. And he's like, and he here's the mission. Goal oriented. Yeah. And she, you're right. Like she says that she's angry. Yeah. But in the end, she does concede it's a good plan. Yeah, it is a good idea, even though she doesn't like it. And now we are. In Karelian orbit. Yes, we are. Han and Leia are dodging fire from Karelian fighters. Han won't fire on Karelians. He feels responsible for this whole mess. But they have to, and Leia heads for the guns with yeah. Miwal. Uh, and he feels responsible for it all happening? Kind of is. Yeah, uh, directly. Yeah. Had, we'll, well, we'll, get, we'll get to that at the end, because we'll get, we'll get the, to that at the end of Chapter 16 what they did and what they made happen here. But next we, we cut to Sayal. Sayal. She sees a larger Karelian frigate heading towards the mess of dog fighting starfighters between the two in the middle of the two fleets. Yeah. Just as she receives the order to return to the Dodana. So she sees a nice big target she wants and she gets the call to go back. And she just, <laughs> she's like, oh, what's that? Didn't hear that message. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, uh, I'm breaking out. a little garbled yeah, here. Sorry, I can't. Uh, everything's fine down here. Huh? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And pretend she doesn't hear till she has enough time to get on course to intercept the uh, frigate on her way back to the Dodana. I'm sure that's fine. Yeah. Is this wanting? Is this sure her wanting fine. to like prove herself to her squadron or to show that she's got as much capability as her father does i th- I, I think like they'll they kind of touch on that a little bit it's probably in also a, in her vignette genes, or two from now right where her dad's probably the same way you don't become a famous hotshot pilot without being a hotshot like, yeah where you see a big target and you're like that's mine bing yeah i want to do that i say bing bang boom a lot but pff, bing bang boom bing bang boom bing bang boom no problem at all I'm sure this won't be a problem cut to coronet Luke blows Mars Pursuer out of the sky and gives another solemn head shake. 
using the Karelian slip. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> that was a cool move. Shakes his head, a little saddened by the irony of using the Karelian yeah. slip, a maneuver kill. invented by Karelians on Karelia for Karelians <laughs> to kill a Karelian. Wow, so un-American. Wait, Karelian. I mean Karelian? un-Karelian. Han, Luke, and Leia—they're all sad. Jason, Ben, and Jaina. They're all pretty focused. Yeah. The three the three older of the generation are pretty laid back about this whole thing and just kind of, they're not, I don't know, they're not, they don't seem too worried about what they're doing. But the other three are really like zoned in, super yeah. honed, focused on not failing. I'm sure the grownups are too, but they're just not expressing yeah. their doubt or their worry. Like They've been through twice as much. Know, like they're not, nothing seems to be going wrong for them. Jaina's team has a shuttle and are ready for escort. Luke's team gets low-flying through the streets to meet up. Back to Sayal, heading towards the frigate, gonna blow the shield generator. She reflects on her dad's advice again. Pretty dependent. Pretty... What's that word? Uncreative. <laughs> She's just a yeah. copier. No, I'm joking. Yeah, but if you're gonna copy one pilot... Uh, good source to pick. Yep. If we did, let's not go with copy. Let's I don't know if you heard to the advice of. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you heard Wedge. He's a great pilot. Yeah, pretty awesome. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe you heard. She's getting to be a pretty good pilot. Seems like well, this is her first I'm combat. Sure, she's I'm sure doing she's great. a natural, but she she decides that she's gonna do a bombing run on the shield generator on the frigate, and she do she uses the targeting computer, which. Is described wireframe picture. It's described exactly how you see the the targeting computers and the X wings in the movies. Yeah. So again, we see so many times in these chapters, starting off these novels, this new book series, they are calling back all the calls. Yeah. Calling them all back. <clears throat> uh, so many familiar scenes and and happenings like this targeting computer description is just, it's so Luke in a New Hope. It's wild. But she's not a Jedi, so she fires when the computer sets to fire. Yeah. And, well, don't you know how it works? Wow, what do you know? Computers can do math. She takes <laughs> out the shield, heads towards the uh, Dodonna, and V-Sword leader ends up taking the engines out. I like there's one bit of advice her father gives her, and it's like a full paragraph, and it's, it's great because she fires the missiles and then keeps flying straight at this thing at, yeah. like, ramming speed. Yeah. And, uh... Dead on, straight the, on. The quote from Wedge that she's recalling is, A lot of pilots bank and begin their run to safety the instant they launch missiles. Uh, a lot of gunners know this. You see a target coming in. You see him launch his missiles. You choose one vector for him and fire in that direction. One time in ten, you'll choose the right target, or you'll choose the right, and you'll vape him. And yep. and it, it goes that that actually happens because she didn't bank. Yep. And she, then laser blast the goes flash right flying by. by the cockpit. And so, then she breaks off. And then Save. she breaks off. Would have been would have been vaped. Damn. Saved by a legend. Frigate out of the fight. Cut to Leia and the Falcon, also aiming with the computer and also using the force. It's a nice little parallel transition where you go from doing one thing to the next character doing the same thing. Because um, uh, Sayal had that advice from Wedge uh, in the previous four chapters about the Jedi's using the force as a crutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here she is doing exactly that, except it works. Yeah, it works great. The targeting computer tells her to shoot, and she's like, eh, it doesn't feel quite right. They don't feel threatened in their ship. See, yeah. Force. Magic. See, in this battle, I picture, like, because she's on the dorsal turret, 
Me walls on the ventral turret. Yeah. I can just picture this the, the Falcon flying Top and through bottom space. For you fools out there. Yeah. And there's just a ton of laser fire coming from the turret on the bottom of the ship. Tons mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. But the top turret's just dark and all of a sudden just yeah. pew yeah. one blast. Clang. Ship gone. Gone. And then like a sec a couple seconds later, pew another ship yeah. gone. Like <laughs> one shot, one like, kill. Just chasing these things out. Yeah. Just yeah. chasing targets. Can't hit anything. But hey, and you know. Loot Leia's just like one shot, one That's kill. a crutch. That's a crutch. But they shoot down five out of nine pursuers before the rest break off pursuit. Han sees the GA ship starting to turn away from Corellia, and he gets excited. He assumes they're running and the fight is over. Because that's what's happening, right? That's yeah. totally what's happening. Han's totally, happy for his home planet. Totally not changing the venue of the war. Definitely definitely retreating. Yep. Yeah. Definitely over. The Galactic Fleet, definitely home, home for supper. Leaving. We are in the clear and everything is okay over here. Chapter 15. Back to center point. Center point. Jason. Still chasing Thraken. Still thinking distraction. Wow. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but that is. That was cool. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> just like happened that. that way. Sal Solo disappears through another doorway as more armed guards arrive to fight and fire on Jason. What does he decide? I'm not going to kill all these people this time. I'm going to ditch the guards and I'm just going to go through the door that Thraken went down. Because this time, they're... At the end of the hallway, the guards, the door is in the middle of the hallway. So he just goes through the door and he's like, it's not even locked. Boom. Gone through the door. And could that be Jason because Thraken is uh, like high up in in the political ladder, right? Could that be him trying to draw even more guards to him? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, oh, that's a high profile target. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, the whole team is, I mean, the whole station is already wired for Jedi anyways. Yeah. It's kind of making it look like Thraken is his ultimate goal. Yeah. Rather than whatever else. Rather than anything else that yeah. they can't know at this point. Yeah. And then we cut to Ben talking to, uh, air quotes, Anakin. I, I, I just called it the Anakin droid. <laughs> Anakin droid. I like that. I called it the machine monstrosity yeah. that has been programmed Terrifying. to believe... It is Anakin reincarnate for the purpose of securing freedom and independence for his Karelian ancestors. Yowza. <laughs> that That's a mouthful. is yeah. messed up. See, man. I thought you started talking to like, I called it, and then you're I'm like, oh man, that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, a, that was sort of straight from the paragraph. Yeah. Get ready. I'll sneak them in on you. You got you to gotta read the books to know where they're at. But he, <laughs> he, he, he thinks of himself as... Sal Solo's son, but cousin. No, no, no. Oh, I guess kind of the droid. The yeah, droid yeah. thinks of himself as Sal Solo's son. A creation yeah. of Sal Solo. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ben tries to use the force. That doesn't go very well. No, it doesn't. Not at all. I'm sorry about that. It's an anti-Jedi defensive feature installed by my other cousin, Thrak and Sal Solo. So there you go. You're right, right away. Vindicated. That was my bad. You, uh, you just jumped but, a little farther. Yeah, anyways. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. No spoilers here. It constantly monitors brainwave activity in the area. When centers of the brain that tend to become active when force powers are being utilized are detected, it turns on. Repulsors under the floor hold the Jedi safely above the ground. And electrical emissions, mostly painless... Interfere with the Jedi's concentration. I love that. 
the repulsors will lift the Jedi to a safe distance off the ground, where we will electrocute him. Where we will tase you, bro. <laughs> so you can't use your brain for the Force. Wild. So yeah. that shows you the level of prepared that this joint is for Jedi's. Like yeah. center point joint, ready yeah, to yeah the sonic vibrations, the Jedi, you, the sonic yeah, weapon droids, using explosives. Using a special robot with magic sensors in the room that can read your brain. They it's kinda of like cheating. Already. Somehow they got that's tipped off. The droid that can sense other people's brainwaves activities. That's kinda of like the Jedi version of a droid. Well, he is Whoa. a Jedi, don't you know? He's Anakin Solo. But force failing him, Ben decides to outlogic this computer, cousin. Okay. That's pretty steep. Sure thing, 13-year-old. I'm smarter than a computer. But you know what? These people have grown up around droids all their lives, and I bet you most of them just seem so dumb. Like, even 3PO, like, he's wrong all the time. Yeah. He doesn't pick up on context clues that tell you what's happening in the situations. So when you're a kid growing up with robots being wrong all the time, you're probably like, yeah, I'll I'll smart this I love how C-3PO, his whole function... Is to interact with people. Yeah, he's so and he bad at it. He doesn't understand. But he can't interact with droids either. Him and R two just fight. That's all they do. Like it's three PO man. He's the problem. Yeah, R two is badass. Yeah, he gets shit done. He does. But yeah, this does. droid, on the other hand, isn't having it. So far, Ben can't convince the droid with words alone. So he decides to show it instead. He reaches into his Jedi fanny pack, and he pulls out. That hollow recorder again from the missile silo factory missiles of factory. Yeah, he pulls out his uh, RCA his, yeah, RCA camcorder. And what does he do? He, t- he hands it to the... First of all, the droid says, let me check that. It's probably rigged. So, of course, the droid takes it in his hands and looks at it with his eyes. Wrong. He shoves it in his mouth. Yeah. And thinks that he's looking at it with his eyes and touching it with his hands. Because that's how he's programmed. Spits it back out. He says it's fine. Anakin takes a movie. Home movie <laughs> shows it to the droid, which again, camera in the mouth, and the droid goes, That's a lie. Clearly, uh, fake news. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> lie detector test proved that was a lie. Uh, and Ben's like, Excuse me, you just checked it. You're a robot. You just checked it. You know you're not wrong. He's like, You know you didn't check it wrong. Why, what are you trying to do that for? Boom. Yeah. Logic bombed. Yeah. He just out logiced a computer. He actually did it. Like, in a paragraph. Yeah. This happened so fast. I know. It was like three sentences and then he outsmarts the robot and gets him to turn. Yeah. That was too quick. Yeah. Well, yeah. I understand like everything's happening in a very condensed time frame right now. That was a short conversation. He also didn't use the force as a crutch. Yeah. That's uh, insane. Very couldn't. <laughs> Interesting. So even without the force, well, that's why he had to use his brain, I guess, right? And he was successful. That's amazing. Good but point. But most people who have the force as a crutch wouldn't be able to operate very well without it at all. Because mm-hmm. even after Ben was told, you can't use the force in this room, yeah. he still tried he to still use the force try. to pick yeah. up his lightsaber. Because yeah. Yeah. it's second nature to him. For him to be able to then just go, okay... Or, Turn it off completely and still accomplish the mission is nuts. But is it also second nature to doubt a droid? I think I'm on to something here. Yeah. I think these droids are discriminated against. You know what? Earlier in the book, he does have that thing where he corners C-3PO with, uh, yeah. was it like grammar? Yeah. 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 
a whole droid built around. <laughs> I didn't talking. mean to do that five times in a row, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> and he out logic that see, C3PO. That's too. what this podcast all about, people. Oh, Revelations. Let's figure this out. But pretty quick turnaround. Pretty weird. Ben tells the, the droid their whole plan. Also immediately. As soon as the droid's like, oh, mm, oh, maybe you're right about the camera. He's like, yeah, here's our plan. We're going to blow up the whole station. No, no, 10 minutes for everybody to get out. Don't worry about it. And then the droid's like, you know that's not enough time. And Ben, it hits him for a moment, but he shrugs it off because that's not that wasn't his decision. You know? yeah. He's just a kid, man. I don't make those kind of choices. But then we get into a really interesting conversation, or at least a few, you know, since these conversations are three sentences long. They talk about death for a droid. I, I was when means. I was reading it like it's a it's a serious like f- like philosophical question because and it's it's pertinent now because like yeah what what's the next step in robotics and AI technology from Alexa and OK Google or whatever the hell all that stuff is yeah. right like the next step is a physical embodiment of that smart robot yeah that a smart computer I mean that's it's it's all pertinent and it's interesting too. The droid says, "It's true, somebody is going to die, them or me, me or them." Ben says, "Except you wouldn't be dying. You're a droid. You're not really alive." Ah, dick. Yeah. The droid leaned toward him. Its posture suddenly menacing. I bet because it's fourteen feet tall. I'm just gonna keep raising that number as we go. It's huge. If I do this. I'll end. Everything I am will just stop and never happen again. Tell me that's not dying. Go ahead. Tell me again. Uh, Ah. That last line? That that last one. Go ahead. Tell me again. It's like, you tell me again, I'll slap you. I got goosebumps. Maybe it's just from my great delivery, but. He he got a pretty good beat down on that one. And immediately, you know, he's ashamed. He says, I'm sorry. Like, Ben is abashed and, and taken aback by how just flippant he was with this creature's life whatever it may and be. you you think he would be a little more I, I don't know sensitive to it living with 3PO and R2 right, and... right but again he's 13 so I guess maybe that maybe this is a reflection of him not actually having a lot of experience with death since he's been old enough to have a rational brain he might not yeah. be even old enough to be at the point where he could start seeing C-3PO and R2-D2 as robots alive. Like right now, they're just, they're just meant, a yeah. droid. Yeah. But everyone who grew up watching Star Wars, R2-D2 is just as much of a character on that show with just as much feeling yeah, and emotion that's as anyone. That's because we don't have walking, talking robots. So for them, it's all mundane, right? Yeah. Where they're like, yeah, everybody's got robots. Nobody respects them, really. We don't. They, we care about them like a seven. Like, yeah. you don't think they'd throw 3PO at the airlock to save one of the human fans? Of course. Well, it, of course. Yeah, they true. probably look at droids like <laughs> you know? we look at smartphones. They're tools. Yeah. A lot, And a lot of the droids are. They're not sentient. They're yeah. just programmed. So yeah. so when you have that kind of dichotomy, I don't want to say in a race, in, in, like a, in a collection of beings, some of them are sentient, some of them aren't sentient. It's a really gray line. Well, then, yeah, you get a lot yeah. of room for gray in there. Yeah. That's crazy like when does intelligence have value 
equal to like a life. Yeah. When because when this thing it, is smart as hell. Yeah. When does it surpass the tool to being sentient? Yeah. That's a tough question for a 13 year old. Yeah. Uh, it's a tough and, question uh, for three 30 year olds. Yeah. Well, I tell yeah, you what, is. I don't like it. <laughs> I know it's getting a little heavy. I don't want to die. It's my yeah. greatest fear. Of course. Cause that's the biggest one. Yeah. Who wants to die? This robot, because after analyzing Ben's data chips, it immediately realizes, oh, I know that lock you're looking for. I thought that was a candy dispenser. I thought that was great. Just, yeah. What the hell? Who programmed that? <laughs> it's a candy dispenser. Why wouldn't you just make it a blank nothing? <laughs> like, yeah. Why? Okay. Anyways, yeah. the droid understands this discrepancy, and then he looks at through the center point cams to look at himself. Ben says... Time is running out. What are you going to do, Anakin? He calls the droid by his name. And I wrote a note that I had to erase because I asked, was he being genuine or is he like trying to manipulate the droid? But no, like right away, a few sentences later, they're like, oh, Ben realized he started thinking about the droid as a living thing. Together, they decide the droid is an Anakin. Anakin Sal Solo. So yeah, you're. this is where the droid decides... I'm a creation of Thrak and Sal Solo. But he also decides to turn at this moment. And he says, you know what, Ben? You're right. I see the danger of this place. I know it better than anybody. It's my brain. I'm plugged into it. He says, I will do the right thing to keep his father, Thrak and Sal Solo, and friends from using Centerpoint as a weapon. Couple minutes of talking and Ben convinces this all powerful robot to kill himself. And yeah. And, but what? Yeah. And he, he's, ex- this. I'm not arguing with the logic of no, it. No, this Anakin droid is, went from being, nope, this is how things are to willing to kill itself in a noble and very actually respectable way. Yeah. Self-sacrificing <laughs> in a very Jedi like fashion. Right. The first thing he does is, Deletes his fear of death. Yeah. That's smart. Yep. <laughs> and then he decides he's going to set the set the evacuation alarm just for a laugh. Just because that's funny. Yeah. All those hollow comedies that yeah. you've seen. Yeah. I don't think he's actually setting the station to blow up. Well, but he's just going to set no, the no. evacuation yeah, he, alarm yeah, that's just right. for the It's not going to blow up. He's just... What he does is he deletes all of his biometric data, all of his coding of it, all of the files of building yeah. he, the He law. basically just cripples the repulsor weapon. Exactly. And it's, then sets the evacuation alarm for the laughs. And then he tells Ben to cut a hole in the floor to escape. And Ben does. Tears falling to the floor, turning to steam on the hot metal. Wild. What a wild scene. Yeah. That was a pretty crazy ride. I thought there was some really interesting stuff here, like... The robot being programmed to be Anakin, he had, sometimes he was talking like a human, sometimes he was talking like a robot. Like, uh, he had a total, like, a juxtaposition of two different types of Yeah, language. split personality. Like, yeah, almost. definitely. Where he's like, hi, mom, hi, dad. The robot's laughing. It has, like, it has a sense of right and wrong and a sense of self-preservation. And then at the same time, it's like, oh, let me analyze this. He sticks and a camcorder in his face. In his I mouth. think he refer, actually refers to it as using his force yeah. interface yeah 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 this is a well-programmed thing and like why did the droid flip so easy is it i probably just because anakin is that guy like anakin yeah. is the 
epitome at this point of a self-sacrificing Jedi. Well, you mix that with the analytics of a droid's brain. True, yeah. And you could very easily it's a convince simple it outcome. of something. It is a, si- so, a simple way to get yeah. to that outcome. Like, maybe Thraken chose Anakin as a deterrent. to. He had to choose Anakin. Because it had to be Anakin. That was already set in the Yuzhan yeah, Vong yeah. books. That's right. That's right. But so he didn't choose Anakin, but yeah, yeah. Instead of building just like a little biometric like bypass, which would have just looked like a computer terminal. Right. He decided to build a yeah. robot There's in your... case Luke comes and goes, oh crap, my nephew. Yeah. So the he, last hope he, of he my def- nephew ever he existing. He definitely did that as, as like a deterrent to mess with the Jedi. Like for sure. I mean. He's a pretty devious guy. Wild. I don't know much and about him outside of this book. It's funny, like, that's, they were talking so much before about how, oh, they're moving all kinds of equipment around Centerpoint Station. We don't know what they're doing with it. Yeah. They ripped parts out of this thing and built a giant Anakin Solo robot out of it. Like, wild. Just weird. Did they really have to make it so huge, too? Scary that Like, way. really? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe uh, it's like. No, uh, but that's, that's, that's Thraken's ego right there. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's like a big uh, robot. A lot of this might be really old tech, like in uh, the Winter Soldier. Arm Zola is like a whole room of computers. Yeah, true. Yeah, true, true. Uh, well, Thraken builds this robot to try to interfere with the Jedi's interference, and it fails. The spirit of Anakin is too righteous, even in a droid. Jason finally catches Thraken, uh, smashes him into the wall with the Force. Not, no, not messing around anymore. Thraken rolls to his knees in pain, saying, I guess you win. And Jason hears Sal Solo's voice from behind him, too. He turns, and in a moment of confusion, Thraken fires a quick shot at Jason. Pew, pew. Psych! Welcome to Darth Vader's dinner party. Jason sticks up his hand. Pow. Disintegrates one of the blaster bolts. Pow. Absorbs the other blaster bolt. Whatever he's doing. He stops two shots, and then what does he do? Crooks his finger. Yanks the gun out of his hands. If that is not Thanksgiving dinner on Bespin City, spice loaf and all. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Bespin City. Bespin's a planet. Anyways, Cloud City. But you get my point. It's that is a pretty city. direct comparison. Yeah, uh, direct, even, direct parallel. Even Thraken says it because yeah. he says, I heard rumors that Darth Vader could do that. Yeah. Well, because he says, can all the Jedis do that? Yeah. Jason just goes, no. Moving on. <laughs> no, don't. No, that's silly. Don't say things like that. And in that, that right there is like, so Jason and Vader had similar training at some point from someone. Or it's just genetic. Like well, maybe, what be. if access to force powers is just genetic? Because like, you know how some of them have a propensity where they're better at healing Certain or things, better at yeah. animals or better at whatever. Maybe. Maybe he's just better at pff, controlling everything because he's like a super Jesus Jedi. Like he's Jesus's grandson. There's not <laughs> many Jedi who <laughs> so could, much water in the wine. There's not many Jedi or Sith even that are shown to be able to do that. No, none. Of, there's like, so few people shown to be on the Skywalker level of well power. Even Luke Skywalker doesn't do that in the movies. No, I know that. Um, Darth Vader, Anakin, or you got to remember though, in the movies, Luke's been training for like zero to two years yeah not his not wife. even fully <laughs> yeah no. uh he just had <laughs> like a, a minutes, montage video for a few minutes by a swamp frog yeah but this is where after this direct comparison to darth vader jason literally threatens to kill thraken yeah that's that's very un-jedi and as he says that he has a vision 
of the future. The entire galaxy in pain, at war, death, destruction, so on and so forth, as you do. All of it is if he fails to kill his cousin, Thrakken Sal Solo, right now, in this moment. And he has a heck of a conflict for, oh, five seconds, zero seconds, two seconds. Between his head, the future is bad if Thrakken lives, and his heart. Jedi don't kill surrendered enemies. But... In times of crisis, as all these characters do, they think to their elder's advice. And he takes Uncle Luke's advice, Grand Master of the Jedi. If you're going to take anybody's advice about the Force, it would be his. What's Luke's advice? Sometimes the end justifies the means. (laughs) Not this time. This time his advice is, trust the Force. Trust your feelings in the Force. So Jason resolves to kill Solo in cold, calculated blood. Just as he's Swinging his lightsaber. He's tricked again. It's tricky Thracken. This guy's a little tricky. Fake blaster fire noise this time from behind Jason. And Thracken escapes up a gravity controlled tube. One of those male tubes. Not pneumatic, but. (laughs) (laughs) Thracken, gone. And Jason is actually mad that he didn't kill him. Like, he is taking his uncle's advice and trusting this vision to heart. Yeah. Where he's about to, like, defy all things Jedi to do the right thing for the greater good. But sometimes the end doesn't justify the means. Like, I love this reflecting cyclical repeating patterns. It's just great. It's just great. I love it. Chapter 16. Open on Coronet. Jaina and her Jedi have stolen a Lambda-class shuttle. Just like the shuttle that was coming to pick them up, except this one is a stoner hippie van. (laughs) Yes, it is. It has giant cougars painted on both sides of it. (laughs) And And probably a dude with a lightsaber pointing it to the sky and like a big, you know, like a a light flare off of that. And is is Aaron Olsen like using this because it's his favorite type shuttle? You and Aaron Olsen must have the favorite. All all I'm picturing with this is basically the van from Fanboys. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Like it is. It, I, Great. I just think that was a great disguise for Jedi. <laughs> Anyways, they're flying this spaceship down a road. Flying the hippie shuttle. Uh, it's definitely much too large, and all the Karelians are being petty and driving like dicks. I loved this part. Yeah. They're cutting her off. They're brake checking her. They're tailgating. Hilarious. They meet up with Luke and Hardpoint at an overpass. Hardpoint Squadron. Sorry. Sorry. At an overpass and, uh, and take off before the police speeders that are following them arrest them. Pull him over for traffic violations. Yeah, and uh, Jaina is so happy to get off, like, to get out of traffic, uh-huh. actually. This is, she's Yeah, she's so annoyed with just regular driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> she great. wants to get out of the slow traffic. She is a hotshot, re- not rebel, hotshot Jedi pilot, though. Like, she yeah. is a, 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 she is a good pilot. I can't think of the word. What do we do, Zach? I don't know. Fly casual. Yeah, for real. And she's just steaming in the cockpit. They turn their noses towards the sky and they take off. Cut to Karelian space. Klaskin and GA fleet make the hyperspace jump to Trallis. He notices his aide, Fen, Fiaf Fen, has lost her enthusiasm. Can't figure out why. 
maybe because you're doing something immoral, dangerous, and ill-advised, not thought through, and all for the sake of not looking like a fool. This guy is a dickhead. Yeah, terrible and person. I wonder why. I don't know. He seems to be having some kind of mental problems. Cut to two hours later. Two hours later, it was done. A world was occupied and subjugated. Bing, bang, boom. Pretty <laughs> fast. That, you, you think uh, when, outlogicking a droid is fast? When your, whole, when your whole fleet for the system is somewhere else, woo! Yeah. Run roughshod over that. Yeah, lowly. It's a comparatively low populated planet, yeah, too. Yeah, but they, still, a whole planet. That's a lot they for take, two hours. Yeah. That's insane. It, they take Trallis. They occupy the main city, Relidir, population 1 million. They arrest the government leaders, and they lock down the uh, Centerpoint-related repulsor facility that's also a, a near the planet. He has Fen record his report to send it to Admiral Pelion. I remember Admiral Pelion, Tim, from Star Wars Rebellion. Yes. A PC game. It was a PC strategy game. We played the hell out of that at your so house back much. in the day. It was just like a like a command and conquer type of thing. Yeah. Tell people where to go. Take over these planets. You pick the rebels or the empire. If you were the empire, you got to blow up planets. Yeah. If you're the empire, you get the Death Star, and that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it's the right choice. It's the right way to go. I don't know. I don't remember how much uh, he's in this book series. Like he does come up quite a bit, a lot more later on. Oh, he's in this a ton. Yeah, yeah he's in. But there a lot. he is by far one of my favorite characters in this whole series. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. I, that's why I wanted to point out his introduction, because he's awesome. So, Klauskin submits his report to Pelion, our favorite. And he says he's uh, going to go for a rest in his quarters. Wait, our least favorite? Just re- give a report to our mm, pretty much most favorite non-force user kind of person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He submits his report to Pelion. He goes for a rest in his quarters. Psych! His ghost wife appears, looking exactly how he remembered. Her hair's right, done in an old school Coruscanti fashion that some would say is out of style. She's not wearing any jewelry. She doesn't like jewelry. Definitely, definitely her ghost. Yeah. Definitely. 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 All He's it having says, some issues. He's definitely convinced. All it says when she appears is says, the air above him shimmered, shimmered. and she appeared. Here's, another, here's a question. It I doesn't have. say anything about like a hologram turning on and she shimmers into existence. Nope. It's just right out of thin air. Well, yeah. And what I was going to say was in a world where people can use the force is, is a ghost really that unbelievable? Probably not. Probably not. when you see supernatural things happen all the time, a guy moves his hand and he moves a spaceship. What? Yeah. What? A ghost could be a thing, I guess. Sure. It, it could be, you know, like, uh, eh? I think a ghost like if be... you're this guy and you're so desperately broken after your wife has just passed away like a couple months ago or whatever it was, probably yeah. not hard to believe a ghost versus the force. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, mean, I think it, it's more geez. it's more believable to see a ghost if you're a force user because of force ghosts and all that. But yeah. Well, that's the thing. There are ghosts. Still pretty rare. Wait though. a second. Yeah. So, but the... if it's not at all out of out of the realm of possibility that this is actually the ghost of his dead wife and. I guess to him, I'm not buying. It, it. No, absolutely I think it's not. a hallucination. I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not I, having it. Yeah, but, like I made a little mark. Klauskin, 
hallucinating his dead wife. Crazy. He's a crazy guy so far. But exactly what does his wife tell him? Oh, she just eggs him on. She tells him he's so great. He's going to get a promotion. It'd be an insult if he didn't get a promotion. Now have a nap, honey. Weird. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Will but, do. But he is satisfied. Takes a nap. And he goes to snooze. Cut to Coruscant. Two days later, Luke meets with the leaders of the GA. Military leaders. Right, Kevin? Yeah, I think they're there. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think they're mostly, mostly yeah. military. But the chief of state, Calamas, is there. And we get a description of him. <clears throat> At the head of the table is him. Aline. Fair man with thinning hair. The stresses of his office in late middle age have made the man gaunt. Even frail looking. But determination kept him upright and lent him dignity. He wore garments cut in the fashion of a formal GA military uniform, but in non-regulation deep purple. So that's cool. He's wearing like a deep purple suit. This guy's yeah. Pew. Like a pew. I feel like it's like crushed velvet or something. I like it. <laughs> oh, he's a leisure suit. Chief of state. No, he's not. But no. at his right sits Admiral Gilad Pelion. What do we where do we land on, on that pronunciation? I say Pelion. Yeah? What do you say, Gilad or Gilad? Gilad. I kinda go back and forth. I say Gilad. Wow. Okay. I like that. A little closer to Lord Lord of the Rings. Gilad Pelion. Yeah, Gilad. Acting chief of the GA military, as I was told once upon a time. He had been a successful, ferocious Space Navy officer in the days of the old republic. And even now, more than sixty years later, still commanded with wit ingenuity and uncompromising will this guy's like 90 yeah, yeah. he's old because the empire was around for about 20 years and and then spoiler alert 40 years later after he's that from the empire so he's a human he doesn't have a crazy lifespan like yeah. he's not some yeah. alien yeah. that lives forever or something yeah. so nope, he was he's already 90... like a starship captain before the clone wars he already raised up through a dead dynasty like yeah. he went up through the ranks they all died off and fell off and then he stayed alive and strong throughout all of it so now he's old as hell and also sitting there to his right sat admiral nyathal a female mon calamari as i called my mon calamari in case you don't know this is what they sound like and they look like a fish <laughs> okay <laughs> unlike akbar as a trap remember i'm admiral akbar i think this is a bad idea for a mission don't tell me not to do this impression Unlike Admiral Akbar, perhaps the best-known military Mon Cal officer in recent history, she was known for an icy disposition and cutting reprimands. Her outsized eyes followed Luke as he entered the chamber. So, she's a creepy fish head. Just, yeah. I just want to lay that out there. Oh. I'm not trying to be racist, but I don't like that alien. That's not a good look. Oh, scary. No. Scary looking weirdies. But that's racism. Wow. I'm racist. Sorry. Yeah. That's your space. Racist. That's actually, that's the heart of racism right there. They look weird and it, it scares me. <laughs> no, sorry. Not weird. Different. I should, ooh, okay. I'm space racist. <laughs> yes, you that's are. bad. Luke is about to be grilled. One thing I want to add though is, um, Chief Omas gestures to the unoccupied seat to his left for Luke to sit in. Yeah. Now, in military affairs, which is a very military meeting, yeah. the most important person, other than the 
like top person in the room sits to that person's right. Right. And that's Pelion. Yeah. The right hand man, yeah. as the phrase is yeah. coined. And then the left person. So yeah. so in, he's he literally sets him at the table above everybody except for himself and the oldest man alive. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> in the hierarchy of how all this goes out. Yeah. The Pelion, government military hierarchy. Pelion, mm. regardless of his position, is probably seen higher because of who he is mm-hmm. than Luke Skywalker, the Grand Master of the Jedi Order. Well, because... That's nuts. Probably also because they're like, they're, they're almost... They're close. An unaffiliated third party. Like, almost. Yeah. But yeah. they're definitely tied to the GA. But they're almost their own people. They do whatever they want to do so far. They kind yeah. of answer to the GA, but they're kind of like, yeah, sure, it's all common good. Once again. <laughs> I don't want, I want to, uh, I, how I want to describe them is like a self-governing, like, subcontractor. Yeah. Almost. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. They, Peleon's, and, and Nyathal and Omas start drilling him about all the missions that went on. And Pelion is the one who connects the dots on the team names. We were talking about this before. What What's with all these names? Why these ones? They're just all over the map. He nails it. Slashrat, Pirella, Tauntaun, Womprat, Minoc. All animals that are ill-tempered or foul-smelling. Why? <laughs> right off the bat. Just boom. Interesting. Interesting choice. Yeah, he figured that out right away. This He's guy is quick. smart. Yeah. For for someone who's like ninety, he's pretty smart. He's sharp, man. Smart and still in pretty good shape because they described him earlier that he's still pretty broad in the chest. Yeah, uh, full head of hair, full mustache. Yeah, for sure. And I don't. Jeez, uh, he just nails that. He gets yeah. it right away. Yeah, he's quick. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. And we get finally a description of what Team Slash Rat was up to. Yeah. Commanded by Master Corrin was a two-operative team observing Coronet's main starport for fi- significant starfighter launch activities. But they were already all launched, so that was useless, and they did nothing the whole time. Yeah. People but are they dying. weren't even mentioned in the extraction. No, they weren't. They, they were... Well, they got maybe they were monitoring ahead of for time. Orbit. They probably had their own ship. True. Truth. True yeah. debt. Oh. They didn't get dropped off. Yeah. Because they were at a spaceport, right? So, I yeah. guess. They probably had gone in maybe go even park, a week or two. You, a week you park ahead in the time. parking lot and you case a joint. Yeah. Yeah. Robbers. Pretty much. These guys are robbers. Sticky bandits. Wet bandits. Wet bandits. Space, space bandits. Well, that's not funny. Wet bandits is way better. But Luke is not a politician. And you can tell here where he gets a dirty look from the uh, the Bothan the aide, aide or whatever sitting there when he says that they're uh, going to Janus team, Pirello, we're going to kidnap. Thraken and Saxon. He gets side-eyed pretty hard for that. And Admiral Nyathal blasts the Bothan. Like, ooh, she rips him one. She icy? Oh, she icy. What's funny is you just you keep saying the Bothan. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars names everything. They didn't name this guy. No, they didn't give him a name. Because <laughs> he ain't coming back. He's literally only there to show you that this She's chick icy. means business. Like, yeah. yeah, she ain't here to mess around. He was a plant. So, oh, she literally says no PR nonsense here. Well, I, mean, I don't remember. She is a funny. Yeah, uh, not your, not your public relations pablum. Pablum, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, your yeah. baby formula. Yeah, he's using precise terminology, and which actually makes Luke like Nyathal a little bit more. Yeah, and she also adds, in the future, try con- <laughs> try confining your remarks to useful. She ones. is ruthless, dude. Yeah. Burn. Brutal. I like her. Brutal. Yep. 
So Luke continues his rundown on the missions. Team Purella, led by Jaina, was ambushed outside the Prime Minister's residence, as was Team Tauntaun, led by Tahiri Vela. I don't know why I did that robot voice. But (laughs) both of them failed. Fail, fail, fail. Fail, fail. They get there. They get ambushed. They don't get anything done. Team Womprat, Luke's team, success. Huh? Yeah. What do you know? Extraction. What do you know? Success, success. They had a little bit of losses, but yep. they accomplished their mission. Their one, mission was to one Jedi, the Jedi, one teams. Jedi, and two shuttle pilots. But one Jedi. That's not. That ain't. That ain't nothing. Oh, sorry about your luck. Two shuttle pilots, but yeah, that's that's tough, man. Team Minoc, Jason and Ben, a smashing success. They disabled Center Point long term. Even though Center Point was prepped for Jedi, Admiral uh, Admiral Pelion says Luke is ruthless for letting his thirteen-year-old go on yeah. this mission. This is coming from a ninety-year-old war veteran. <laughs> He's you seen some stuff. Are ruthless. Yeah, I like. I just like that okay. comment. Wait, this is an ex-imperial admiral saying yeah, yeah. you, sir, yeah. are ruthless. Yeah. I've seen stuff. I've seen people choke with my, with a mind. <laughs> I've seen things. Man. Hey, you. And you. Send that 13-year-old. Woof. Apparently, we, we get a recap of what has happened over the last two days. Since the, I guess they're probably in hyperspace coming back to Coruscant. They said he was only there for like an hour before he got summoned to this meeting. Yeah. Apparently, Wedge has now taken up a position in the Karelian government. He's going to be a liaison between Thraken who has jumped up to the head of their military there. He usurped the guy. Now he's got two jobs. And uh, liaison between him and, and the Prime Minister Saxon. Pelion thinks it's personal. Wedge took the job because they kidnapped him. Uh, I can see it. Probably. Probably. Wedge <laughs> pretty much said, no, I'm retired. I've already turned down a job offer from them. No, yep. thank you. Yep. They kidnapped him anyway. He's like, <sighs> you're going to make me do this. Now it's my problem. And what does he say? Pelion suggests busting all the officers down to f- what? Floor sweepers. Floor sweep. Wait, Wait a minute. minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ooh, we didn't even practice that, guys. What did Wedge say that yeah. was going to happen to that guy? Ooh. What did he say? Going like, to be pushing a broom for the rest of your life or, or something like cleaning, that? Cleaning, cleaning refreshers. Cleaning refreshers. Yeah. yeah. So, Toilet man. It, it, and Pelion just said, Let's bust them all down. We're gonna to make janitors. them all janitors. Yep. Uh, yeah. Look at that. And so, in a in a twist of foreshadowing, turns mm-hmm. out sometimes things that happen earlier in this book pay off later. Yeah. <laughs> Even the small details like that. No, I really like that one. Yeah. Um, they start going through things, and they're they're trying to figure out who the leak could have been, because obviously everybody in the five worlds knew that the GA was coming, and they were well prepared. So, Nyathal asks, could the leak be Leia? And Luke says, no way, Jose. Yeah. Not my sister. But he does have a, a logical argument. He says her whole family was there. Why? Why? If she knew about it and knew that her whole family was going, why would yeah. she try to get yeah. them all if killed? If she knew enough about the mission to give away that information, she would have known that her basically whole family was going to be there. Yep. And so... He's right, but also wrong. Yeah. If, yes. Had she known, she, they probably would have kept their mouth shut. Actually, he's right 100%. Leia didn't give it away. 
That's true. It was Han. It was Han's meeting. But <laughs> she supports him, and so she takes shoulders to blame also. Don't yeah. even try to get Princess Leia out of trouble, Kevin. Um, I'm not having it. Send her to her room. Logic? Don't you She logic. technically Don't put didn't. logic. Don't bring logic into the science fiction. How dare you? Ben did it. Don't you know? You have to wait until the robots are dead before you shoot at him with all your guards. <laughs> and the whole time you tell him how you're going to defeat him. Ridiculous, this guy. Anyways, anyways... Turns out, still upset about it. Turns out, Prime Minister Saxon is willing to meet at a neutral site with third-party Jedi protectors to negotiate a peace with the GA. Third-party Jedi negotiators so that aren't really like third-party. And Luke even says that he says, "Why would she want us? She's, we are affiliated with the GA government. We were there fighting, but we nonetheless, tried to kidnap nonetheless, her. yeah, nonetheless, the answer is it's our best option. So she's down." For peace. It's because a good way she, for every party to save face. Kaloma says she is probably thinking forward and seeing that if this turns to a war or a conflict, that's just Thrak and Sal Solo's window to grab more power. He yeah. has already done it once. One conflict, one promotion. Yeah. All the way to the head of the military for Karelia. I like how it says, uh, I'm pretty sure it said something about um, if a, a war does start, he will use that. Um, threat of war yeah. to seize emergency powers. Mm-hmm. It's like that has happened uh, before. I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> what was that guy's name again? Sheev. Oh, his yes. name was Sheev. Yeah. So and maybe that's why let, he was so angry. Let's go back to bad names again. Will this jick lip? <laughs> Get out of my life. Anyways, Luke says, "All right, I'll assemble a team," and that's where we leave off this week. Getting yeah. ready for the negotiation between the GA and the Karelian Five Worlds Prime Minister. That's all for this week. Check us next week when we go over chapters 17, 18, 19, and 20. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. I'm Kevin. Smell you later. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.